Today we're sitting down with artist Kavir in his Queen's studio. Born in Detroit, Michigan, Kavir is a multi-talented artist who works across a variety of mediums. He pursued modeling and photography before rediscovering his childhood passion, painting. Kavir has worked with a variety of brands including Saks Fifth Avenue where his artwork was displayed in the store, in the windows, and across the lookbooks. His vibrant work showcases personal, political, and social issues. So thank you so much for having us today. We're so excited to learn more about your practice. Glad to have you guys. Thank you for coming yeah. and um, yeah, we're here. We're here. We're gonna start with a curated chatter three. So these are three questions that uh -huh. we like to ask everyone at the start of every interview. Right. So starting us off, do you have a favorite museum? Yes, actually, um, I would like to say I love MoMA. I love their, they have all the favorite artists from Picasso to Roy Lichtenstein to mm -hmm. Walter Cropp and just the list goes on. Um, Francis Bacon, you know, so I love yeah. love those artists and, you know, they they speak to me in volume and I get to see, you know, De Kooning, you know, yeah. Yeah. all those different artists in there. It just speaks in volumes of, of, you know, one day hopefully I can have my art in there and I think that just speaks into history of, of being an artist you would like to in some way connect with the the, the greats you know yeah. and going to that particular museum has a special place it was you know the first museum i actually went to in new york and mm. you know it just really 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 on my birthday actually so it was kind yeah. of yeah, really really love it yeah it's a very yeah. special yeah. place yeah. especially with the remodel now yeah, yeah. there's yeah. so much more yeah. room for yeah. artists to enter exactly. yeah totally totally um, yeah. Okay, now a fun question. What's your coffee shop order? Man, you know what? I just like the Dokin' Donuts. <laughs> just the iced coffee with, you know, a little sugar and mm -hmm. call it a day and milk. That's it. And I Easy. Call it, call it yeah. a day. I love it. Yeah. I had one this morning. Amazing. <laughs> and our final question is, do you have like a really early art memory? My first earliest memory was probably my mother. Uh, she's an art teacher, and she was, you know, pretty strict. You know, she would do all the murals at the school, and, you know, that was, to me, was very, you know, my mom's, like I told you guys earlier, she's short, 4'11". <laughs> she was painting these murals just larger than my paintings, like, for the school, like, public walls and stuff like that. And I remember one time I got to actually help her paint it, you know, so she mm -hmm. would paint, like, Looney Tune characters mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And you know that, that that stuck out to me, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. How would you describe your work for your our audience that's unfamiliar with it? I was I would describe my work as being something that is, um, you know, it, it's very emotional, very expressive, and and at that time, it's, you know, it's just a true reflection of me and where I'm at in in my life, mm -hmm. and you know, I think that's very important is just to be honest with yourself as an artist. And I've been able to kind of bridge that together. And, you know, it's been something that's been effective and been able to connect a new audience and, and still doing that. So I think that's something I would kind of like steer along with, you know, new people that's taking interest in my work. Basically. Yeah. And then like dead or alive, who are some artists that inspire you in your practice? <laughs> well, I love Jackson Pollock. I love, uh, Obviously, uh, Basquiat, I love yeah. Picasso. I love um, 
the Cooney, like I said earlier, Lunchenstein. Okay. Um, I can go on and on. And I believe, you know, these artists set something that was very powerful for us still hundreds of years, some of them hundreds of years later. And I think it, it's going to always matter. So I think the future of artists is, it has to speak in that same volume. And I think, you know, as emerging talent, I believe we all have like a responsibility as artists to kind of convey that same message that they were doing during that time. Yeah, yeah, the continuation, You're so right. for sure. How do your own experiences inspire your work? Uh, I would say my own experiences really uh, inspire my work by just my challenges of, you know, being upbringing, you know, being raised in Detroit, Michigan. Um, that was something that was, you know, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty hard growing up there and um, being able to relocate to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Then, you know, when I got into my adult stages, I moved over to South Africa, where I believe I had a breakthrough with my vision and just being creatively, you know, you know, inspired to just want to paint, to make music and do all these things that was just inside of me. And I yeah. think me being on my own and being in the mother city kind of connected those dots, to be honest. And I think is now me just kind of just, just reassuring my create creativity identity, basically. So. And then sort of what you hinted at in that response, how you work across multiple mediums. Do you mm -hmm. have a favorite? I know you do photography as well as painting. Wow. Yeah, everyone asks that question. I'm kind of <laughs> kind of biased to it because it's like, I like doing them all, you know, because yeah. one day I might not actually want to paint. I might not have the energy or yeah. creative expression that's there. So some days I might, might just want to make a beat or call a friend or call an agency to get a model, just someone I can ex experiment with lighting setups. Something I always kind of keep my mind just kind of flourishing, basically. Yeah. So I never really put a favorite on them or like, you know, cause they all kind of hold their own ground, basically. Yeah. They're different mediums, but I believe they all deserve the same respect, basically. It's really cool that you can work across so many mediums. Yeah. Um, and interchangeably. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. But is there any theme that shines through all of these mediums that all of these mediums have in common, like in your work, or it changes based on the medium? Well, I would say, yes, it definitely, it changes in a way, but I believe they all kind of, you know, they balance each other. I believe um, with my music, there's a theme of, obviously there's a, like I'm high emotionally. So right. I'm always challenging like the viewer expression you know so like feel that there's really like tension or some discourse along the story message and um i believe i give that you know from painting to also photography also to um to music mm -hmm. however i do i try to like separate it in some kind of way you know if that makes any sense but i believe the theme of it is is just real emotions real uh feelings of um what I'm actually feeling. You know, I think that's organic to myself, basically. Mm -hmm. So due to the recent outbreak of COVID-19, there's obviously been a shift in the way art is being experienced. Have you noticed a shift within your own practice? Totally. Um, I've been able to have more time with my work and just honestly dig deep spiritually and connect with the things that's kind of, I would say, 
that's part of and relevant in culture right now mm-hmm. in society. Um, no, so I've been just trying to put things more iconic imagery. You know, I, mm-hmm. I did something with, you know, with a kind of something that resemblance of uh, Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. and you know, just kind of putting these pop icon things into my from Tom and Jerry, and just to yeah. kind of bring that void and but saying, you know, that that old feeling we used to feel back in the, the nostalgicness of of, yeah. of yeah. art, really. Um, and I'm just want to connect that, and and I just I had a deeper thought process, and from I don't feel so I didn't feel so distracted during you know Corona, so it was I was just doing the things that came to my mind. It was like oh paint Tom and Jerry, oh paint Jesus, paint this, you know, and I just was just had that more just act on it and and just following through really, and mm-hmm. I think that was important just the 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 calmness of what Corona gave us and. And, you know, I think I took advantage of the time that was given, yeah. you know. Yeah. Kind of as a follow-up, um, do the restrictions um, prevent you from doing projects that you had planned or did it really just help you, like? I mean, yeah, it stopped a couple things, but um, in my mind, it was about the work, you know. At the end of the day, it didn't stop me from making work. and. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was able to continue to make pieces. I was ordering pieces, I mean, uh, canvases from uh, Blake and, you know, just mm-hmm. kept it going. Like, if mm-hmm. anything else was, you know, I always had paint. So I just kept myself busy and just basically racking up the numbers, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Is there a piece that's particularly meaningful to you right now? As yes. I have a piece called Jesus Watch. And um, like I said, it was a piece about, you know, just spirituality and religion and you know all the things that we kind of facing right now and mm-hmm. i just want to elaborate on that a little more Please. and during that time it was just something that you know i just felt like the world is kind of facing more of an evil kind of thing and i just wanted to give something not even if you fully believe in jesus or anything like that but i wanted to give some type of coming mechanism to like that peace in the sense of like that it's going to be okay that there's some type of hope I think I was able to achieve that through that painting, basically. Um, did your experience as a model shape your art in a way, or? <clears throat> That's a good question, actually. Uh, I would say not really, because I like I said I, earlier, I look at them in two different things. Um, mm-hmm. Only thing I can say, like modeling, it, it made me more free. It, it gave me like a sense of like, like, I don't really care what people think, you know, because modeling is an image thing, yeah. you know, and I believe my paintings are an image, but it's something that I'm actually regurgitating and, and, and making, opposed to, like, modeling being used as a muse. Um, and, but at the same time, there's a certain liberation with doing both and freedom doing both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, you just got to balance the energy and when you actually doing those multiple things. So how do you use social media right now and just in general to promote yourself as an artist and then also to interact with like the greater artist community? Because I feel like there is a community on Instagram. Oh, totally. Um, I, well, one, I've been having Instagram since it started 10 yeah. years and it took a while to actually be able to use it for my platform to, mm-hmm. to be effectively, you know, to target the right people and do, mm-hmm. you know, for my art. and. Yeah. And actually, um, you know, I think it's important to have a clean and just real, like, 
understanding of who you are as a brand and how you actually represent yourself and how you put that out. And I think I became very more effective in just, you know, what I'm posting, you know, what I'm hashtagging, who I'm tagging. Mm-hmm. I believe those things are very, you know, effective and promising if you do it right. A little follow up. Do people buy your <clears throat> art over Instagram? Oh, of and, course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I get a lot of sales off Instagram. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do targeting um, ads. Um, Mm-hmm. And I get sometimes random people just don't even know me, but they see the piece and they like, wow, I love it, blah, blah, blah. And I refer it to my website. And mm-hmm. yeah. next thing you know, I got to sell. So it's, it's very nice. effective. But you must have other things that follow up from like a website to, right. you know, having right. your website line with your Instagram to have. You know, I, I take very much pride in those things. And they little, but they matter in the grand scheme if you're really taking your brand serious. Mm-hmm. Speaking of brands, um, you've collaborated with Puma multiple times. So could you tell us a little bit more about that relationship and specifically your latest project on Plywood Mm -hmm. on their Fifth Avenue storefront? Right. Um, I started working with Puma, actually, I'll say maybe six years ago. Um, I started initially as a photographer with them and um, Mm -hmm. I started shooting events with them. Going, I was getting invited to all these exclusive parties. You know, it's crazy. Um, <clears throat> so I'd be also an event photographer. So I would just, you know, they would use my photos for that. And so eventually, um, you know, I ended up doing a little uh, campaign, Instagram campaign for them. And they actually loved it. It was mm-hmm. better than what they thought because they gave me full creative control. And then that led into maybe three years later. And Corona hit, and oh, I got yeah. brought up into a conversation because I continued to paint, obviously. And um, they reached out to me, and I was I was willing to do it, and you know, and just kind of build on. But I kept that relationship very, very, very strong, and just not being kind of not not an annoying, but just staying around, just being present at the mm-hmm. right time. You know, I think that's important. You can't let people forget about you. You must yeah. stay relevant in ways. Yeah. You know. And then I know you said that they give you full creative control. Is that mm-hmm. something you look for when collaborating with brands or is that something you find often happens? Yeah, totally. Because uh, I work as, you know, I work alone. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, that's kind of what I expect. I don't really, not that I don't like working with people, but generally when someone gives me a project, it's like, just do your thing, you know? And mm-hmm. I like that because I don't have to overthink. I don't have someone overlooking me. Yeah. And, you know, I just get to be my be my truest self and, and actually represent myself in yeah. the fullest form. Yeah. So shifting a little bit, we know that you're an ambassador for Project Zero. Mm-hmm. So we were wondering if you could speak a little bit about sustainability and how you incorporate that into your own art practice. Right. Uh, Project Zero is something that, uh, is, to me, it means a lot. Uh, is saving our ocean and, and our water. And yeah. I think that's very, very, very important, especially for the future. And, you know, we have to be more vocal about it. And I think for them to make me a brand ambassador, Mm -hmm. you know, makes, you know, to me, it's not even a brand ambassador. It's more of a world ambassador because that's something that is going to, like I said, it's going to help generations if we actually figure it out and have better resources to take care of our waters. And, And I think we have to have more leadership in those things. And I agree. You know, it's just something that shouldn't even be forgotten or overthought. It's just something that should have demand action. And I think, you know, 
that's just where we have to change. Mm -hmm. Are you noticing a shift in the art world as a whole, like leaning towards more sustainable practices, or what have you witnessed? Yeah, I would I would say if it's sustainable based off if you're making the right steps. You know, mm -hmm. I took this step to become an ambassador because that aligns me with certain, you know, affiliations of yes. of just being you know sought out or being taken serious and i think aligning myself with an organization like uh, uh project zero is is very serious it's taken serious and you have you know people that's ambassadors from you have uh, Car uh carla devine yeah. Uh, yeah, you have uh, also uh, uh mick jagger's granddaughter yeah. you know and i think you know aligning myself with those type of people are just just putting me in great, great hands, basically. And, yeah. I, and I just want to do the good things also. And, you know, as we all do. And I think right. it's just time to just own up, basically. Yeah. Um, you have worked with a very impressive resume of brands. Like we said, Puma and Saks Fifth Avenue. Are there any brands that you hope to collaborate with in yeah. the future? Actually, yes. I would love to collaborate with Nike. No, sh no shame. <laughs> no shame. Thank you for saying that. No shame to Puma. <laughs> Um, and also, I would love to uh, collaborate with uh, Versace. Yeah, on something uh, really cool brands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's something I'm thinking about, you yeah. know. But you know, there's more work to do, and there's other great things that's going to happen before those things right. happen. Also, so mm -hmm. hopefully soon, though. Yeah, hopefully yeah. soon. Hopefully soon. So we're obsessed with your new project with Evil Twin oh, Brewery. Yeah. So we'd love to hear more about the process and how that came about. Well. Honestly, I left here, left the studio. I was needed a beer. <laughs> and um, I actually um, went there with a friend. I actually sat there and I had this idea just pop in my head. I was like, so what, what happened if they can actually um, put my art on a can? Hmm. So I looked at the manager. I was like, it's kind of like getting a little nervous a little bit. Say, <laughs> like, I hope he said yeah. I was like, forget it. Worst thing you say no. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I call him over. His name's Tanner. So I was like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta run something about you. He was like, he was like, what? I was like, have you guys ever put like artist work onto um, like your bottles or anything? Mm -hmm. He was like, say like, nah. He kind of thought about it, but we never did it. He said, like, you got any of your work? I showed him a couple of my pieces, and he was like, mm -hmm. yo, this is sick. He's like, <laughs> make up something, send it over, and I can pre present it to the friend. I mean, to, to the team. And um, mm -hmm. next thing you know, um, they actually, uh, they loved it. And they said they're going to go to the next step with it. And they they called me over. I taste the beer. And mm -hmm. So you taste. decided what beer? Not what really. I, I got to taste it and be like. <laughs> you were like, yeah, it's good. It's, a little taste test. You know. I'm wondering if I would have said I didn't like it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would they changed it? Probably not. No. You know, like, so they actually... Um, they love this, so mm -hmm. today is actually the release of it. Oh, so. that's like very exciting. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and besides this, um, do you have anything, any other projects that are happening right now, or do you have anything planned for the future, in your future? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm always working on something. I'm working on actually my first album. It's going to be 25 tracks. It's going to be called Sunday Schemes. Oh. I'm releasing it on Sunday. It's mm -hmm. going to be my 32nd birthday. Wow. So I'm just... I'm just thinking outside the box. It don't matter if it's released on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to be 
more or less, you know, just the symbolic reasoning of mm-hmm. me being born that day, me having 25 songs that actually, that's actually pretty good. I yeah. think they're good, yeah. you know. And I've been working on this, I would say, at least two years. So mm-hmm. it's something that's it's a long time. It's been a long time, or even longer. Some of those songs, a couple songs, a little older. So, yeah. you know, I'm thinking that is going to be something special for me just to release that side of me. And that's something that's, you know, that's vocal. You know, it's not, you know, it's not more or less like my hands and my my spirit and, you know, my, you know, in my eyes, as opposed to like, this is like coming from me, you know, right. it's like, yeah. to me, it's just a different, you know, way of expressing myself, but I think it's the most vulnerable part of me. Yeah. Also. So I'm, so I'm actually logic. getting over a lot of things, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. by me releasing that and just, you know, but I think that's important of being an artist and being vulnerable and just taking yeah. that next step to actually showcase your work, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times people can be scared to showcase their work because they just don't know where they stand, but I'm, you know, and it's not really where you stand. It's about how you feel. And I think if you can get over the fear of, you know, showcasing your stuff, I think that's just a step for you to go further, basically. Yeah. yeah. So if you've been working on this album for two years, how long do you typically work on one of your paintings? Like, do you notice a big difference just because of the time you're spending? Yeah, totally. I mean, like this painting behind me, um, like this one. I mean, they these paintings are... This particular work you're saying is have taken maybe two weeks. I mean, two months. Um, you know, from starting that about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it's all get kind of worked on at one time. You know, mm-hmm. at the same time, then they all get photographed at one time, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, next. <laughs> like, you know, and it's just kind of have that kind of mm-hmm. cycle of. You know, and I just flow of making my work. You know, from when I'm making a song, and I'm very just. I'm very anal about like when I'm working on something. Like if it's yeah. a music song, it's like it has to be finished. Or I can't go to the next thing. Okay. You know. That's interesting. So that's how I know if I'm going to the next thing. It's like if I photograph my painting, that's how I know when it's done. Yeah. I, I photograph my all my artwork mm-hmm. also. So I take on all the responsibility. Oh, okay. So I basically know where my mind is at mm-hmm. yeah. at all times. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Finish, thank you guys. Ladies. Uh, caviar art. Mm-hmm. That's it. C A V I E A R I T. Anything else you want to plug before we finish? Get my album. Caviar is coming soon. Sunday schemes is coming. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Woo.